what's it like to watch a hundred girls throw rocks at houses? It's episode 319 of the Dan York Report, and I had that exact experience this week between Christmas and New Year's uh, up in Toronto, Canada, where I watched 25 teams of four girls apiece out there throwing rocks, oftentimes very aggressively, at houses. Now, if you know me well enough, I'm not talking about real houses, of course. I'm talking about curling, and I'm talking about the rings on the ice, which is known as the house in curling lingo. And the rocks, of course, were curling stones. But yes, we were up at the TCA, or Toronto Curling Association, under-18 Junior Women's Slam that happened at the Leeside Curling Club in Toronto, Ontario, this past week. It was uh, an amazing event to watch. I'm there as a parent watching this event. My 14-year-old daughter, Chloe, is part of a team down here in the States that, uh, that is competing for the heading into the U.S. Under-18 National Championship. And as part of that, her, coach, her team's coach this year has had the team go up to Canada three times. This is the third time they've been up there to play in a Junior Slam event. Uh, as they're called up there, this series of events that are going on. And it's up against some, you know, very competitive, highly competitive juniors teams that are all in their own way, you know, working toward the Canadian playoffs and playdowns, the, the championships that they're going through there. So these teams are are, are highly competitive. It's, it's excellent competition for my daughter's team, uh, simply because there aren't as many curling teams in the U.S. for them to compete against on a regular basis. To back up a little bit, what's happening with my daughter's team, which has four girls, my daughter and three others, from New Hampshire and Massachusetts, is they are gearing up. They're preparing for the end of January. They'll be competing in what are called the the playdowns for teams in the Northeast and basically going from New England and New York all the way down to Washington, D.C., and so there'll be a series of teams that'll be getting together at uh, the last weekend of January down in Ardsley, New York, outside of New York City, kind of in the Westchester or that kind of county, that area there. And they'll be competing for slots in the U.S. Uh, under-18 championship that'll be happening in March out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So that's their big thing they have to be prepared for is to win a slot, win one of those slots to go out to the U18 Nationals, the under-18 Nationals. Well, to prepare, their coach, as I said, had them go up to Canada, and this is the third time. So this was a big event. It was played at an eight-sheet club, which is eight simultaneous sheets of, of curling games going on in a very big club at uh, Leeside. It's called the Leeside Curling Club up in Toronto. And just as for comparison, here in the Northeast, my daughter and one of her other teammates play at the Petersham, Massachusetts Curling Club, which has two sheets. And the biggest club we have in the region is Broomstones down in Wayland, Massachusetts, which has four sheets. So going up to an eight-sheet facility was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit different getting used to that. that. That many simultaneous games happening with all of the attendant, you know, people, activity, noise, all the stuff going on out there. It was pretty amazing to watch. But they played, the way these tournaments work is there's a there's a four-game round robin where you compete against uh, other teams. And then out of that come your standings, which go into the quarterfinals and the semifinals and, and on from there. So uh, it, was, it was great. It was excellent play. They played some really great games. 
wound up with a record of two wins and two losses, which was enough to get them into the quarterfinals in the in the B or middle bracket that was there. Um, and uh, and they they got into that on Friday morning. Um, had a had a tough game. Wound up um, uh, not uh, not winning that, and so they they uh, did not go on into the semifinals and others. But it was a great experience. They got a lot of good. Uh, you know, good play. Their coach was right there working with them or noticing everything, you know, keeping track of it all, working with them after and everything else. I, I should say, of course, the coach is watching from behind the glass because curling, as I've mentioned in some other episodes, is a, is a sport where once the girls go out on the ice, they're in total control of the game for the two and a half hours that the game typically takes, two to two and a half hours. Um, they might call a timeout and their coach may come out but that's it. The rest of the time, every aspect of the game is under their control. It's not like you have a coach on the sidelines who's, you know, telling you things or yelling things in or anything else. It's all up to the girls when they're out there playing. So it was uh, it was remarkable to watch. There was some pretty amazing curling that was happening and some not so amazing. I mean, the teams ranged from some of those that, you know, are clearly on the path toward the Canadian you know, Olympic trials and pieces like that. And there were some that were brand, you know, there were newer teams that were developing and that were getting out there and, and looking to, to develop and be the next players and all of that. The nice thing with this particular event was that it was an under 18 or U18 spiel, a, a tournament, which makes a whole lot of difference because you're dealing with all high school students, basically. Um, we've played, Chloe's team played in the, in the, U.S. National Championships last season, and that was an under-21 event, which means that you get all the college students. So you have all the college girls, the college women, the the college men and the men's side who are playing in there who have that much more experience. So there are what are called U-21 tournaments and events, and there's also U-18, and the U-18 is much nicer for this age. My daughter is, is 14 right now. So they're playing against people who are more close to their own skill level. Now, what was amazing was in Toronto this week, there were actually 300 curlers who were participating in different events. My daughter was part of the U18 women's tournament. There was also a U18 men's tournament where we knew another US team that came up and played there as well. And then there was a U21 men's event as well. So bringing in, again, a lot of more college-age teams as well. All of this with primarily Ontario teams. They were primarily teams from around the Ontario region and, and, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, some of the other places all around. Uh, And again, this is preparation for the Canadian playoffs, the Canadian championships, the Canadian things gearing up again toward the Canadian championships and ultimately toward the Olympics and all of the pieces that are there. We were the only... U.S. Uh, junior girls team in this one. Um, I don't know really how many others were at the other men's events, but uh, but it was a fantastic time, a great experience to watch all of these uh, these young young women, young girls who were out there, you know, really just competing at a very high level. It was uh, a good experience, uh, excellent play, and uh, good preparation for my daughter and and her her team to continue working on. And for me as a curling fan, it was just great to watch these games watch some of the amazing plays watch some of the not so amazing plays watch some of that think about what you would do and uh, and just be around the energy and enthusiasm that they all have 
Uh, it was great to see, and I'm looking forward to more in the future. Right now, of course, I'm recovering from that uh, nine-and-a-half-hour drive back from Toronto, but uh, that's, that's what it was like to watch a uh, hundred girls throwing rocks at houses. That's all for now. You can leave comments here at soundcloud.com slash danyork or anywhere it appears on social media. Thanks for listening, and thank you for listening to all of these episodes over the scope of 20, 2016. That's all. Bye for now.